Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin, prenatal chiropractor, labor doula, and filmmaker, and I'm joined by today's co-host, Angelica Ortiz. Angelica has an undergraduate degree in neuroscience and is currently completing her Doctor of Chiropractic degree with a focus on prenatal, pediatric, and family care. Welcome back. Thank you. Happy to be here. We're happy to have you. I recently saw a post on Facebook, Angelica. You're, you're, if I'm going to be honest, you're my Facebook poster. Yes. <laughs> I do some of my own, but like you're like the face behind, you're the brains behind our all of our social media. And uh, I was scrolling through and I saw a post from a pregnant woman and she said she was considering hiring a male doula, not me. And she posed the question to her friends and followers asking if they would ever consider hiring a male doula. And she had like 150 replies and the answers were all over the board. Some of them like, hell no. Never in a million years. Some of them were like, I want the doula who's going to be best for me regardless of gender. And a handful were like, I think actually one said, that sounds really cool. I want to see a male doula. So um, my journey to becoming a doula was really long and very unexpected. When I was a little kid, people's, I was never a little kid. When I was a younger kid, and people said, hey, <laughs> what do you want to do when you grow up? I never thought, I think I want to be a doula. <laughs> it just kind of came to be. Um, And I only know a handful of other male doulas like uh, Brian the birth guy in San Antonio. Um, And so it's kind of interesting. We have guests in the studio today, Lauren and Josh. They had their baby about a year ago. Almost exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 13 months ago. Yeah. And uh, you guys look great, by the way, for having a (laughs) 13-month-old. I never would have guessed. She's easy. She's easy? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sweet. Must have been the uh, birth experience. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And um, I had the the extreme honor of working with you guys through your very memorable, interesting, and for me at least, fun birth. And uh, so I invited them on the podcast to talk about the journey in general and what it was like to have a big hairy male doula in the room. So uh, Lauren and Josh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Um, What's your background for each of you medically versus holistically? Where where do you, how did you come up in the world? How did we come up in the world? Um, you know, some houses are like all medicine all the time. Other houses are like, you know, eat the ginger and use the essential the oils and stuff. <laughs> this juice will fix everything. Where are you? Kind of in the middle. Like we were raised, you know, to eat balanced meals. And this is me. I'm not speaking for you. And then <laughs> we, um, Catholic guilt. We had a lot of Catholic guilt in my oh. house. And um Exercise was always important. So, like, each one of us always had a sport. So, kind of in the middle, I think. What was your sport? Swimming. I was always independent sports, like swimming, horseback riding, that kind of stuff. Stuff you can't just do in the backyard. (laughs) Stuff that was expensive and had kids. I like that. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I would say I'd probably in the middle as well. My parents, there was definitely Catholic guilt, but uh, I was born in the early 70s, so my parents were definitely trying to figure out being hippies and um, how that compared to the way they grew up. So there was, uh, you know, there was the balance of my mom being guilty about everything, but wanting to try new things and, oh. and not always do things the most cookie cutter way. So you did, you did have kind of a more, at least exploratory into the more holistic uh yeah, and I would say maybe the way I would describe it is be rational, right? Like there wasn't any principle that should be one way or the other. It was just take every situation and think about it rationally, and whatever might work is that we're open to it. Hmm. How about you, Angelica? You 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 did every sport under the sun. I'm yeah, guessing. I did do a lot of sports. I actually went to private Catholic high school up until 
college and like, let go of my wings. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say it was definitely like grew up more on the strict side, and now I'm going to be a chiropractor. So it's crazy. Yeah, you broke the mold. I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I grew up with Jewish guilt, which is almost exactly the same, just a slightly different package. <clears throat> um, so you guys had a baby a little over a year ago. When you got pregnant, Did you? at what point did you start thinking about what the birth might be like? Probably, like, not very soon into it. We, <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of, it was just kind of something that we, we wung it pretty yeah. much, right? And then... Were you, uh, were you planning to get pregnant? Honestly, not 100%. We actually bought an African safari that weekend at a charity auction. So, like, oh. probably not the best investment oh. when you think about getting pregnant. But we were like, let's just see what happens. Um, and we traveled so much for work. We thought, like, whatever, like, we had time. No, we didn't. It was yeah. like, <laughs> you were not buying. Yeah. yeah, like, we we rolled the dice and it happened fast. So we didn't really think a whole lot about it. We went to the OB and we were just kind of listening and doing what we were told. I probably wasn't really informed at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was something I kind of started researching as it was happening. Okay. But I think most people do. Right. I mean, I mean, there's girls who like dream and know what they want and want the nursery. Like we definitely were not that. Like we, our hospital bag was in the car at the birth. Yeah, we forgot. Oh, you never brought it up? We forgot to bring it in. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) That's kind of like the theme of our pregnancy. We didn't have the hospital bag, and you can totally be fine without it. Wow, that's good to know. Postmates is great. That was a good recommendation for you. Yeah. Yeah. You can get anything. Totally. You can Postmates, Amazon, whatever you need. So when did you, I mean, so towards the middle of the pregnancy? I mean, you knew the baby had to come out somehow. <laughs> I did, but I think like at one point it seemed like it wasn't going to. Though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just be like this forever. Let's go on the safari. So, <laughs> so we ran into one of my um, good friends' older sister. We all went to college together, and she was like so excited to tell me about her birth. And she gave me this email, and I've sent this email now probably to like a hundred different people. And you were on the email, and I started mm. kind of researching and going through that. Like when I first felt like a little bit of discomfort with the pregnancy. And I knew I've always kind of eaten right and been focused on, like, health and fitness um, when I got older and kind of moved out on my own. So I wanted to do things that were healthy for me, and I kind of looked at it as, like, I'm cooking something, so I should cook with what I want to use. And that's when I started researching it, and her email, like, is how I kind of went natural and did all of that. Natural and did – well, okay. (laughs) I mean, that just didn't involve – I feel like towards the end of your pregnancy – you didn't, you do, at least with me, you didn't really share a birth plan. Right? <laughs> that was also in the car. <laughs> the birth plan? Yeah. Did you actually write one out? Yeah, we actually. Oh. It's saved on our computer. I, or on my computer, I probably spent like two hours trying to make the, this little collage of pictures at the top. Oh, wow. So you really got into it. To make it. it personalized. But yeah, then we left it in the car. Maybe, <laughs> well, maybe we can put it on the website and yeah. share it with yeah. other people. Somebody can benefit from your birth plan. <laughs> but I just feel like when in our conversation. We convers- gave it to Lee, actually. Lee had our birth plan. I think she put in her picture. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> remember it's I like the most birth. plagiarized birth plan ever. Great. <laughs> I mean, somebody should know. At least it was used. I just feel like in our conversations, you were not, you, to me, you didn't seem committal to like, I'm going to do it like this. It was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's just see. Well, I'm in sales. So a lot of it is like, I under promise and over deliver. Well, so in my mind, I knew what I wanted to do. Like, and I was like, I, I want to do it as, like, I don't want any interventions. Like, I kind of want to just, like, I've made it this far. 
Like, I just want to have the whole experience. I, I don't think I even knew that going into your birth. Well, I didn't want to tell you because if I did, then <laughs> you, you would have wanna... helped. Like, I wanted flexibility. You didn't want to under-deliver. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. But, like, I walked in and I was, like, locked on. Like, I wasn't. I was going to fight to get it unless, like, the baby was at Jeopardy. I didn't know that. Because yeah. you're Good. so, like, like just matter-of-fact about things. You're just like, right. yeah. <laughs> but, but don't let her fool you. I mean, uh, she's a detective when it comes to getting the information. So even when she's being rational, she knows what she knows. She knows probably 90, better more than 99% of anybody else in that situation, and she knows her body really well, and she's pretty confident about it. So I think she's probably doesn't even realize how confident she would be in a situation like that yeah i was i was a little i've done i've been to a lot of births (laughs) and yours was just so interesting because i did not know you were committed to an unmedicated birth and it was just sort of like i i wasn't sure where it was gonna go it was just and and i sort of ended up there by accident yes (laughs) because you had a doula the birth plan was in the car. It was the theme of the birth. Yeah, I was. I mean, I didn't just stumble in there and be like, "Hey guys, <laughs> what are you doing here?" Um, it was. It was. You had a doula that you hired who was going out of town. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, but not until a couple weeks past your due date. Yeah, until uh, two o'clock when I went into labor. Um, she texted me from the airport. I'm getting on my flight to Hawaii, oh my and I was like. Mm, I'm pretty sure this is labor (laughs) because everybody says, no, you'll know, like you'll know. And like so cliche, but 100%, like when you're in labor, there's, there's no doubt. You knew, right? Yeah. Like I was like, oh. What'd you feel? Um, Like, oh my God, just crazy. Like everything was kind of moving, intense cramping. And then I just started bleeding. So like I knew like. Like a bloody show or. Well, I mean, I like it just felt kind of like I had my period. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. You understand. But it was just like all of a sudden I was like, okay, this is changing. You know, like everything that they say is like, you know, I think we were two weeks past our due date. And um, I just like everything kind of happened. Like I just was so ready to to have birth. Like all my fear was gone. And then my body just kind of like got tired and I just like my hair was a wreck, my nails were a wreck, and I was like, of course, I'm going to go into labor as nasty as possible, and I did. <laughs> and I think you knew it the night before. I mean, you weren't there yet, but like, yeah. you knew it was coming. Well, I saw Jason. like Acupuncture. Yeah, on that Thursday. And, like, he had done a couple treatments before where, like, something had started, but then this one I was like, it was the first time I canceled Pilates my entire oh, that's pregnancy serious. or my entire life. And I was like, you guys, I just can't you do guys, it. You guys, you guys. <laughs> When you say you guys, something's happening. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. Uh, how soon after that did you go to the hospital? Um, so I'd say we went, uh, we probably got there at like 8.30. Yeah, so way too early. Way yeah. too early. I was, she's pretty tough. So I was petrified that um, she was going to tough it out and, and that she was going to be that person that was in labor for 10 hours that didn't know that she was in labor for 10 <laughs> hours. But to be clear... That's probably not possible, <laughs> but I, um, th- the part that I think was it was really intense is, you know, those Venus razors, like yeah. the Gillette, like the non-disposable, like I had this razor for 10 years yeah, and nothing happened. <laughs> like I was trying to pretend I was okay. And I like sent him out to do like errands just so like I could try to figure it out on my own. And, um, 
he walked into the bathroom because I was my goal was to take a shower and then get in the tub, but I I couldn't do it. <laughs> so he walked in and I was holding the razor and he goes, "Are you okay?" And I go, and I just broke it <gasps> straight in half. Oh my god! Oh, no. Yeah, and we I finally threw out that razor, but I kept it in the shower because I was like, oh, I'm so strong. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "But you're not okay." And I was like, "This is a little intense." Mm. <laughs> but so you went and and did they check you right when you got there? I don't remember. I um, mean, I'm going to say yes. Um, but you knew you weren't that far along once they... Yeah, like, I think in. it was, like, I think I basically was, like, three or four centimeters and just held that forever. For a while, yeah. 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 And you did have a backup doula. Yep. I did. <laughs> who came. Who, but you met her for the first time. In labor on the in phone. Labor. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, and, and then it was a Friday night, uh-huh. I think. Yeah, because you took a lift over. Yeah, because of, of the Sabbath. So <laughs> yes. what happened, because normally I work like on godly hours during the week, and then Friday night I come home before sunset and just have dinner, like a big heavy dinner with my family, and just pass out for 12 hours. And I think I was getting into bed ready to almost pass out when you guys called. Yep. And I, I feel like it was like, hey, maybe you can come for two hours. Oh, I'm really tired, but I can go for two hours. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I came, and then I didn't realize that you were just meeting your doula for the first time, but I know her very well. She was like my backup doula, and I've been working with her for a long time. Um, but I sort of feel like there was that sort of awkward situation where I knew her and I knew you, but you didn't really know her. Right. And so it took a little while for us to all sort of find <laughs> our place. And also... You had, this is what struck me, pretty much after every contraction, there was a joke. <laughs> Wait, who, who was making the joke? Every, you Lauren was making the joke. Between the two of them. <laughs> yeah. We made jokes. We, we shot them back and forth. And how but about you? I just laughed. I just, I just read into like what, I don't just always go make a lot of jokes, but if mom's going to have a contraction and make a joke, then I'm going to like, that's the tone. You, you set the tone. So I felt like jokes. I was entertaining and I had to make sure the room was okay. Yeah, I you like had it. the stage. Um, and you just, I mean, that's how I always knew every time that you were just fine because you'd come out of the contraction and make a joke. And it went on for a while. Like, I thought I was going to leave after two hours. I'm like, hey, guys, two hours is up, you know. Yeah. I can go now if you want me to. And you're like, how about another hour or two? <laughs> and, then about, and I'm going to, was like 15 hours? It was, was a, a long, long time. time. I, I remember having a conversation with Josh in the bathroom, and we were talking, and I was like, somebody's kid's going to college tonight, and I don't think My it's kid. ours. My yeah. <laughs> kid's going to college. Yeah. You're yeah. welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. I already spent it. But he could have gone to college. He could have gone to college. So could have ours. On your birth. Yeah. Neither of but uh, you know. Um, what I thought was really fascinating also was that towards the end- um, you started making noises, primal noises, that were so loud and interesting that the nurses kept running in. Right? Not <laughs> just so one nurse, bad. but like three or four nurses would run in. Oh, my God, what's going on? Is everything okay? And then you would come down, from, ah, and you'd come down, come down, come down, and we're all looking at you like, right? And then and you would make a joke. <laughs> <laughs> right? and, I said, and I even asked you one time, like, is that – was that like really intensely painful? And you're like, no, it just seemed like the right noise to make for that moment. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And it just never went away. And then all of a sudden you were 10 centimeters and uh, and you push your kid out. Yeah. Well, I think one of my favorite things, like I obviously don't remember everything from the birth, but um, 
was when I went into the restroom to try to have the baby because the doctor was at a t-ball game. All right. <laughs> and like there was so much pressure at the end of my pregnancy to get this baby out. And I had done so much work when I went into labor that I was kind of like, whoa, we want to pump the brakes right now? Like, that's not okay. Like, the one thing I want is to finish this. Mm-hmm. Cross the finish line. Uh, yeah, just, like, meet the baby, like, have the prize. And um, so I went into the bathroom, but I didn't – I don't really tell people what I'm doing, which is probably – I noticed. I noticed. <laughs> which is probably why you didn't know I was even going to try to go completely without interventions. Um And so, like, I went into the restroom, and Dr. Berlin knew 100% what I was doing. Like, clearly, he's been to a few births, and um, he kind of went to the window with our backup doula and Josh, and it was at St. John's, so they could see the ocean. And then the nurse came in all panicked. She was a younger nurse, and we were kind of messing with her. And um, she's like, where is she? And they're like, I think, what did Dr. Berlin say to you? He was just like, have you seen the view? (laughs) (laughs) It's a beautiful view from this hospital. And it's then so nice out here. they just all kind of stayed distracted by the window and she kept pounding on the door. And then finally I was like, she's like, if you let me in, I promise I'll let you push. And I was like, deal. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, thing. you shouldn't have to negotiate like that in labor. I think what happened to you is because you went past your due date and your doctor gets a little uncomfortable after 41 weeks, you had to like really work to get to go to 42 weeks. And then... You're ready to push, and your doctor wasn't quite there yet, so the hospital puts pressure on you not to uh, not to push your kid out until your doctor gets there, which is ironic. Ironic, and <laughs> just not just for you, just very not comfortable. Yes. <laughs> we are going to take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart. Literally. Omega-3. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Needed, the supplement brand I trust, created their brand new Omega-3 soft gels. Designed by perinatal experts, they support you and your baby's well-being from fertility to pregnancy and beyond. Unlike other brands, Needed's Omega-3 is sustainable, pesticide-free, and third-party tested for purity. Plus, my favorite, it has a milder taste and smell, perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Well, how did it, I mean, intensity-wise, how did it compare to what you thought it was going to be? Well, so I was thinking about this the other day because I had to get an MRI. And the MRI was much more, like, probably tested me as a person in my constitution than birth. Because with birth, I don't think that I was prepared for what it would feel like. But um, it it was worth it. Like, I don't look back on it. I have zero regrets. Um, like, our daughter's wonderful. She's super perfect and healthy and I think I had a really strong recovery um so I have no regrets on it but like it's definitely intense and it tests who you are and there was a couple moments where like I wanted to kind of just break and just be like okay maybe try an epidural and then I was like no way like I've been doing this for 15 hours like I'm not stopping but that was all an internal conversation I, I, <laughs> like, you know what I mean like it never came up usually we have that conversation you're like guys I don't know I'm not sure I can make it any further and then 
And then we're like, well, why don't we do this? Or look at the view. Um, <laughs> right? But but I think that was all almost entirely internal and inside your mind, you talking to yourself and convincing <laughs> yourself to keep going. I did a lot of individual sports growing up. So I think I've always been kind of in my, like swimming or underwater. Yeah, and it's just you and the horse, you and the horse. Yeah. The horse. I'm like, we got to get over this fence together. Are you with me or not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully, yes. Yeah, hopefully, yes. I've been alone with you on that, too. Speaking <laughs> of individual sports, do you remember the point in time where maybe she was a little stuck on the dilation and it wasn't it wasn't getting bigger? And uh, they turned on the monitor from a person in a different, oh, a different room. room. Oh, that's <laughs> right. And she literally, like, buckled down and tried <laughs> to figure out how to, how to get there. Yeah, so you can see in, in the monitors in the hospital, you can see your contractions and your baby's heart rate. And they also, because sometimes your nurse is looking at more than one patient, overseeing more than one patient, you can see somebody else's contractions and heart rate. And so because the dilation wasn't happening, I think she might have said, you know, when your contractions get like this, that's when you're going to really start to open up and dilate. And then Lauren was like, I can do that. (laughs) And and trying to make her contractions more like that. And I marched in like, and I just like watched and I figured it out. But anyway, so then... I'm competitive, so clearly what? if that, never doesn't, if that doesn't show up, <laughs> surprise, guys. We're, uh, yes, <laughs> next week on competitive birthing. <laughs> <laughs> so then when the baby was born, when Frankie was born, I then turned to our doctor and I was like, so what's going on in room one? <laughs> and she's like, she got sent home. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> stuff it. <laughs> Take that. You still are pregnant. <laughs> How was this experience for you, Josh? Uh, it was so long and so relentless. Like I just never could imagine that that it was that intense for that long. Right? That it was going to be, oh, or yeah. even I mean, in retrospect. I mean, you know, you have your images from movies or whatever about the moment in time and how how intense that moment is, and that's all. That's fine, right? That wasn't that much different than I guess I expected, mm-hmm. but the. You know, from 6 p.m. the night before until it was time to start pushing, I nobody could have prepared me for how how just relentless that was, which is unforgiving for so long for her. One of the things that I appreciated about having, especially you there, was just you weren't phased by it. It wasn't it wasn't new to you. And if it had just been us with the nurses checking in, how often they check in. You, I just can't imagine the things would have, that would have been going through my head about, is this normal? Like, how much longer can this be? Oh, my God. Right? But you were calm, and everything just seemed normal. So. I was just really tired. I'd, yeah. I'd well, eaten a big meal. Thank God was, for that. Lauren kept giving me bars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that might be one of the best benefits of having a male doula, though, right? Like, yeah. calming down the partner. Because a lot yeah. of times, the expecting father is the one that's, like, more, like, you know, anxious and, and not at ease. So, like, having, like... Another male there to kind of like be like it's okay. Calm That's down. an interesting. We we'll look at the view. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've I've told that to so many people, expecting couples that we've talked to, just about having, a, a, you know, another male there to talk to and just gain perspective because at least for me, I just wanted to know that everything was normal and if if you're reassured about that, then okay, you know, you're in it till you know for a little bit longer. But I just can imagine without that, trying to comfort her, trying to figure out how to even fit myself, my role for doing that. And then God forbid, you know, somebody asked me to make a decision on something like all of that would have been the most 
I, I just couldn't have mentally prepared for that. And so to just know that it was all just kind of taken care of and at any moment in time a decision needed to be made, there was somebody there who was going to stop and say, hey, you know, here's what we need to think about right now. I mean, it just it, – it was all the difference for sure. Right. Josh, what was one of the key moments for you? What was the highlight of the birth for you? I would – call a life-changing experience being able to be the one to catch my daughter. Um, And I wasn't the guy that planned for that or would have even wanted to be in the way like that. But I hear so many uh, friends of mine talk about the first year and how it's, you know, hard and maybe they're not that connected to their kid. But from minute one of just catching her, I felt like I was part of it. And I think it's played just a huge role in in her and my relationship. That's really special. So you weren't planning to. How did you end up being the one the, playing catcher? Uh, the, the, uh, the doctor just looked at me at one point and said, do you want to come down here? And I said, what? And she <laughs> said, get down here. And she planted me down there. And she told me, uh, this isn't fake. You're helping. Just do what I say. And it was great. Amazing. Amazing. Have you ever played catcher before? Um, I I haven't. Usually shortstop. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you switched to catcher. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Thanks. There was one birth that I was at, and she chose me to be her doula, um, and she had a male OB. And um, when we got to the hospital, I don't think what she could have predicted is that she had a a male labor and delivery nurse. (gasps) This hospital only has one. Um, And he's great. He's one of my favorite nurses. Um, There are a lot of great nurses there, but... We're kind of in the room in the heat of labor, somewhere around six centimeters. Things are really picking up. And that was the first time it occurred to me, like, there's this woman and then her husband, her male OB coming to check on her from time to time, her male labor and delivery nurse, her male doula, and she's having a boy. <laughs> okay? So the only female energy room is her. And I, at that moment, I said to her, I said, I know you picked me to be your doula, but this just seems very male lopsided. Is it uncomfortable for you? Because I have backups who are female. I thought maybe she would prefer some female energy in the room. And she looked at me with just the straightest face and said, I have never felt so feminine in my whole life. <laughs> wow. Right? Okay. Just totally surrounded by these guys. I feel I feel the woman in me so strongly. And she's like, don't – I wouldn't change a thing. She loved it. Um, and there's – Another one where it was a home birth. It was up at the top of the Hollywood Hills under a very fall moon. And it was a home birth with a OB who does home birth. So it was a male OB. I was her doula. She had her husband also having a boy and also two big male dogs. Uh, <laughs> very manly. And it's just what she wanted. She loved it. She's like, this is what I need. So it doesn't seem like the norm. And I'm not saying everybody should go ahead and do it. But um, it seemed to work for you guys. Was there any point where it was awkward for you or uncomfortable? I think, thought- any, I think before going into labor, it was like, I was like, oh, well, I don't know that that's necessarily like where I'd want another man. But mm-hmm. then... The second I went into labor, like I texted you, you know, to let you know, I think around five o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then we talked on the phone and like you were there through my whole pregnancy. You flipped Frankie when she was breached. Like you were the person that I wanted there. Like I was secretly glad the doula I had chosen like flew out that day because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like let's just give all our money away. Yeah. And, like have fun in Hawaii. But um, I don't think I should go to Hawaii with yeah. all the yeah. money I made on your birth. Uh, <laughs> 
Well, I personally, I don't think I could have done it without you. <laughs> I, I never said this before, but you were great. Oh, thank you so much. I was wondering. <laughs> now I know. No, it was exactly like every one of my friends. I'm like, this is kind of what you need. It's a little bit unconventional, but it was so perfect. And you also scared the nurses. Yeah. Like, the nurses were super yeah. aggressive. That's part of my standard package. Um, <laughs> You're the birth bouncer. You know, I, I sort of felt like it was a great, and everybody needs something different, different chemistry. I felt like the chemistry in your room was just perfect. Um, the chemistry between you and Josh I thought was great. Um even having the backup doula who was there, she had some 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 things that she did that I thought really added a lot. And the nurses did, like, because you were doing just well with the team that you brought, um, with a little encouraging, they just left you alone for yeah. the most part to do your thing. And you knew what you wanted, and you just went for it. And it was really cool to be a, a part of it, to just see that strength, and, and especially in a hospital setting where people don't think – it's much harder to do that um, for you to just look at the finish line and say, that's where I'm going and just do it with a joke every contraction. <laughs> uh, I mean, how do you keep coming up with new jokes? It was kind <laughs> yeah, of amazing. Yeah. I, thought, I mean, it's, it's tough. tough. It's tough I thought, she, you know, by the 15th hour, I thought she's going to run out of material. But, <laughs> like, really? but yeah, I almost wish we had recorded the whole thing. You should have got her for the prenatal date, the pre-postnatal date. Yeah, night. you can just stand year. up at our, at our comedy year. show. So in, in that description. But you have to be in labor. <laughs> in that description of the setting, though, you can't forget that your sense, like oils, and oh, yeah. your music selection basically turned it into a Vegas pool. Yeah, so, that's know, what I was going it, for. It was, you know, I think the nurses started coming in a little bit more at the end because they just wanted to be part they of it. They liked it. it. Yeah, they they came like, in there oh like, God, wow, it smells good in yeah. here. That's true. I mean, I always say that when you go to a hospital setting, all the more reason you need to surround yourself with things that make you feel relaxed, feel comfortable, feel confident, like in ways that the big hospital moo-moo and the, and the germicide smell and the bright lights don't. Totally. Well, when we first walked in, there was a nurse who came in, and the first thing she said to me is, you have an order not to go anywhere. And then that immediately like set the tone for me where I was like, oh, I can't go anywhere? Like, I'll show you where I'm yeah, going. I'm going I'm in the restroom. Exactly. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's right. In 20 hours. I'll go to the cafeteria if I want to. I will get a little packet of ketchup and come right back here. And you're not even allowed to eat that little packet of ketchup. But we ate. You Well, you guys ate. One of the best things from the birth experience is I love coffee. Like, I love it so much. It's, like, how I love to start my day. And when I was, like, in labor, you know, they – and it was getting intense. Josh went and got everybody coffee. And at that point, like, nobody was letting me eat. And so they're all trying to talk to me. And all I smell is coffee. And all <laughs> I want is coffee. But I know that it probably isn't the right time to have it. So now every morning Josh gets me coffee. Aww. So like amazing win <laughs> <laughs> all right um amazing birth uh, really memorable sticks out in my mind a lot um and it also sticks out in my mind when people are trying to ask me how can i have this really natural birth experience in a hospital your guys story comes to, to my mind your whole experience comes to mind so i'm glad you're able to share it today with our podcast audience do you have any final thoughts um, you can leave the hospital bag in the car if you have postmates <laughs> on your phone um, and probably share your birth plan. Yeah. <laughs> CC a lot of evil. Yeah. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I think that's right. I think, again, just stressing for a man, um, I think, relieve yourself and don't don't 
don't take on the burden of all the decisions and everything. And so whether that's with a birth plan or a, a doula or, or whatever, but I mean, that's, I think it's just a much better experience when you can be present rather than stressed about what potentially is going to happen. It's interesting. I'm a doula and my wife's a doula. And at all four of our births, we we hired a doula. Yeah. And it's because at the birth, I don't want to be the doula, right? right? I want to be the loving, caring, nurturing, supportive husband who doesn't have the pr- – the doula is a lot of pressure. It doesn't have the pressure to be the doula. And also I think it's like you said, men instinctually, for the most part, I'm generalizing, but we like to have solutions to problems, yeah. right? And when you see your partner uh, with that intensity, which a lot of it is pain but it's intense, um, you want to have a solution. And since we've never done it before – you know, in fact, up until the 1970s, men weren't even allowed in the labor and delivery room with their partners, you know. So and then all of a sudden the 70s happened. And it's like, oh, sure, you can come in and you're the coach. <laughs> 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 I hunt and gather things. I do all my hunting at Ralph's, but you know what I mean. Um, anyway, so it's kind of nice to have that pressure taken off and to just be you. Like nobody can look into your partner's eyes and hold them and say, I love you and have that effect like you can. And if you don't have the pressure of, of, of being like the doula or the coach or making decisions, I think it, it can go a lot better. Yeah. So um, anyway, thanks again for coming in and sharing your story. And um, I don't know, I you guys are cap, capping it at one. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Because I just hope that I I still... We blew up the bridge. (laughs) Well, no, I'm I'm, I'm holding out for the fact that you might just buy a safari at an auction again and just who knows, let's... Let's roll the dice one more time. Just because that comedy material was so good, I just want a chance to record it next time. <laughs> you should meet the kid. The kid's priceless. Well, when am I, when am I going to meet the kid? When, whenever you want to. Last night, or tonight, she recreated the birth and pooped in the pool tonight. Oh. When my parents took her to swim. So, oh. like, she's it's amazing. She yeah. knew you were going to be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. she's like, I'm just going to recreate this birth. water. Beautiful. I can't wait. I can't wait to meet her. Uh, All right, everybody, tell your friends about the Informed Pregnancy Podcast so they can make informed choices and empowered decisions, too. For more information on today's topic, together with our blog, documentaries, and other pregnancy and parenting resources, visit informedpregnancy.com. 